Well, Sister Peggy and I would like to thank you all for praying for her. She's doing better, but she's, she's on the road to recovery. Amen. Amen. And I am ready this morning. I feel great in the Lord. I'd like to take your Bible and turn to the book of Zechariah. Zechariah, the fourth chapter, verse 5 and 9. Zechariah. Get a chance to get there. Everybody ready? Am I ready? Okay. Then the angel that talked with me and said unto me, Knoweth thou not? what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 7, Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zuberal? Thou shalt be a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shouting, crying grace, and grace unto it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of the house. His hands shall also finish it, and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. And we're going to title this this morning, Great Spiritual Abundance. I believe we're living in a time the church and every individual needs to have a great spiritual abundance relationship with God. We're living in some wonderful times. I know there's some bad times, but there's some wonderful times for the kingdom of God for us. Luke eleven twenty said, and Jesus said that he cast out demons with the finger or with the spirit of God. God has all power in heaven and in earth. And this, what Zechariah is saying here, there's nothing can deliver you but the spirit of God. I want you to remember that. He said, it's not by might, it's not by power. It's not anything you can muster up, it's not anything you can do. But it's by what? The Spirit of God. He will do the work in our lives, what needs to be done. Jesus relied on the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you this morning, which... Trust not in anything but the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus came and went back to heaven and poured out the Holy Spirit to take his place in this earth. He put him inside of us that we can do a work for him. I enjoyed the Sunday school class very much this morning. I believe Ken is 100% right. You know, Jesus was kingdom-minded. He sent us forth to make disciples. That as our number one job on this earth is to make disciples while we're here. Nehemiah, 
said, I'm doing a great work. How many feel like you're doing a great work? You look around the world, you don't feel like you're doing a great work. But I tell you, there's a kingdom inside of us. I was doing some research the other day, and it said, and the King James said, the kingdom of heaven. It said the scholars didn't know really how to interpret it. You look in the original Greek, it doesn't say kingdom of heaven. It says the kingdom of heavens. And I got a Bible that doesn't say the kingdom of heaven. It says the kingdom of heavens. The kingdom of heavens is inside you means idea, the power of the living God is living inside you. Amen? You don't need anything else but the power of God in your life. He sustains every need that you ever have. He supplies all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Praise God. I believe the Lord is at hand of working might in our hearts. The smallest seed you can think of is the mustard seed, and it becomes a great tree when it's sown in its life, a life, the kingdom of God. And I'd like you to look at verse 7 again with me, if you would, please. I'll give you a chance to go back there. Praise God. Hallelujah. He asked the question here, Who art thou, O great what? Mountain. I wonder if anybody in here today beside my family is facing some great mountains. But you're at the right place today. God has a word for you today. He has a word for your life if you'll take it and run with it and what he says to do with it. He said, O mountain, O great mountain, who art thou that stands in my path? Mountains stand for obstacles, disappointments, sadness, loneliness. Anything you think of can be a mountain in your life. But there's one that's come to take that mountain out of your life and make it a bad, it's vanished out of your life and make your life a plain. He wants you blessed beyond anything we can think of. Mountains denotes all those things. All obstacles shall be removed. You ought to say that to yourself. All obstacles shall be removed because Jesus has come and got in our lives and he's blessing us in everything we do. You ought to say amen. I tell you, God is real and rich in our lives. Amen. I believe the world is right for the greatest revival this world has ever seen. Jesus is coming back one of these days, and he wants a house full of people. He wants a house full of people filled with the Spirit of God and the wonderful things of God. That thou shouldest prosper. How many believe that God wants you to prosper? St. John 3 says he wants you to prosper in health, spiritually, financially, everything in your life. He wants to see prosperity in your life. He wants to remove everything out of your life that's hindering you from reaching what God has for your plan. You can't do it. Your education can't do it. A man told me the other day, said, I visited a friend here in Queen City. And he was in the hospital. And I went up and talked to him. And he said, I'm a dying man. The doctor says you're dying. There's nothing we can do about it. He said, I'm worth $3 million, not one dime. I'll help you. Listen, there's some things can happen in your life. There's not no amount of money in the world. There's no amount of friends in the world can help you. But there's one can help you, and that's Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He's going to take away the obstacles out of our lives. Praise God. Hallelujah. Talking to someone yesterday, visited with them. He said, it's not any of us exempt from problems, but there's one thing we can all rest assured, there's a God that is with us in all things. Can you say God is with you in all things? The praise team going to come back here in a minute. We're going to share some things with you about this.
He shall bring forth the headstone. If you notice in the scripture there, he shall bring forth the headstone and he'll come forth with shoutings. That's more than one. He'll be crying, grace, grace unto thee. That headstone that he's speaking about here is Jesus Christ. Amen? He's the headstone. And I feel in my spirit to start shouting this morning, hallelujah, crying, grace, grace, favor, favor of God unto you and of your mountain be removed out of your life. Amen? That God is crying out in the spirit. Listen, there's something about a crying spirit that will turn the heart of God. Sometimes we're not crying loud enough, long enough, desperate enough for the situation. He said the headstone is going to come. Christ Jesus is going to come. He's not about to come. He's already came. He was prophesied that he's going to come. He has come, and he's crying amidst in this world today. I'm going to remove your mountain. I'm going to make it plain. He's the chief headstone. I'm impressed. We should never be trying to tear down what somebody else is doing. We should take what they have done and build on it. We got a, a building that we can build on, and that's Christ Jesus. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He loves you with ever. I don't care what's wrong with you. He loves you. He cares about you. The wonderful things of God. Joshua 6.16 now listen to what he says here. He said, shout for the Lord have given you the city. Could I have a shout from you? You say, Brother Billy, I don't feel like shouting. That's when you need to shout. Well, I just don't feel up to it. But that's when you need to stand up and shout. Hallelujah. He said, the Lord has given you. How many believe it? God is not about to give it to you. He's already given to you. Paul said, what he's given me, I've took a hold of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He lost the axe head. It fell down, Brother Arnie, and it went down out of sight. He said, alas, alas, it was lost. Elijah said, Elisha said, where did it go? I mean, glory to God. You may have lost something, but I'm going to say this morning, there's anointing in a stick that can bring the axe head up. But when it comes up, you better be ready and reach out and grab it and take a hold of the anointing that brought the axe up out of the ground. There's anointing in the church of the living God. The power of God is moving and working. You got to get a hold of it and grab it and pull it into your yourself. You can't let it pass. Noah had to reach out and get the dove and pull it into himself. The dove is a representation of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes you got to reach out and take a hold of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. The prophet Elisha didn't say anything about being lost. He said, where did it go? I'm going to tell you, you may have lost something, but it's on its way back because Jesus has made you a promise that he's going to make your mountain like a plane in your life. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 28 to that same chapter. And the people shouted with a loud voice. How loud are you shouting? How loud are you speaking? Well, I, can I have a loud shout? Listen. Can I have a loud shout? The Bible said, 
when they shouted, the walls come down into the ground. Oh, it's going to make your mountain a plain when you cry, when you cry. And the vibration is not about you. It's not about me. It's about the spirit and the power of the living God that your mountain can't stand that shout and that praise that knocks it down. I'm going to make your mountain a plain. Praise the Lord. Let everything have breath. Praise ye the Lord. The word shouting there, that the chief cornerstone is going to shout. He's telling you it's not by might, it's not by power. And this facility is a beautiful facility. I want you to wipe that out of your mind. It can't help you. I don't care how much instruments you got. I don't care how beautiful things are. It cannot help you. I appreciate it. I'm going to come to that before I close again. I appreciate that. But it's not going to help you. What's going to help you is the Spirit and the power of God. It's in your life. And you believe what God has said and act on what God has said. Your mountain is going to come down. It's going to be like a plane. Gonna be like a plane. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How many believe you got God's favor? Israel said they had God's favor and said the Spirit of God rested upon them. Listen, if I get too bold, I want you to forgive me. But if the Spirit of God is in our lives, bubbling and running over, there's some things in our lives that are gonna get out of our lives. Some of you didn't say amen. It's in there, but I'm telling you, when the Spirit of God gets the bubbling and the rolling and the thumping and the jumping, I tell you, it's a shout. It's like lightning. He said it's like a storm. I don't know what time we woke up last night, what time it was. It doesn't matter. It was a storm at our house. Peggy said it's hailing. I said it sure sounds like it. I got up and went outside and looked at the outside, and it wasn't. The wind was a blowing, and there was a noise of blowing, and there was a thundering. Listen, he said, I'm going to shout. I'm going to shout. I'm going to shout until the thing comes down. I'm going to shout for the things of God, and I'm going to see it come down. Going to shout. Going to shout. Hallelujah. And that word has some strong meanings. God's favor. Well, the world, you know, is so black and dark. I just don't know what I'm going to do. Get out and start shouting. Shout to your mountain, hallelujah. Cry aloud and your walls going to come down. You're not alone. you got the great one up yonder that's in your heart, in your soul, in your mind that's doing the shouting. The Old Testament was by works. Somebody say by works. But we're too much involved in works today and not in the power of the Holy Ghost. It's not by might. It's not by power in the New Testament. It's not by my works and your works because Jesus has already done the work. All he's wanting somebody Hallelujah, to take hold of it. To take a hold of it. Praise God. Hallelujah. I had that written down, what that means. There it is. The shouting, if you'll notice, it was cruel. It means thundering. It means storming. 
It means the noise of great crying. Can I ask you again? If you've got a need, how much are you crying to God? How much are you crying to God? Are you knocking? Are you knocking? He said, I can't get up. Don't bother me. I'm a knocking. Amen. You got to let me in. No song used to hear you knocking, but you can't come in. But I tell you, when you cry and you shout and that building begins to shake, God is going to do something for your life. He's already done it. You ought to shout, He's already done it. I tell you, He's already done it. God has made a way for us easy. I'm going to hitchhike a little bit. Everybody know what that means? What Tony Evans preached here one time about refuge city. You can find this in your Bible. The cities which Brother Watkins would be made convenient. To everybody be made convenient. And the road would be made straight. And it would be made smooth. And a man was trying to get to refuge city. He was running. And the man in the city would send out two runners. One of them would run beside of them and say, you can make it. How I many you know there's somebody running within you and beside you? That's the Holy Ghost. He's got all power. He said, come on, come on, you can get out of that. Come on, you can outrun it. Come on, hallelujah, you can make it. You're the Holy Ghost is running with you. And then he sent out another runner that got behind you and hindered. How I many you know there's a power of God that's hindering your enemy, that's running after you, and you're surrounded by a great cloud of witness in the camp of the living? in God that said I've made it I've made it you can make it you can make it you can make it because I've made it if I've made it you can make it the power of God hallelujah glory to God John 5 1 through 15 you don't need to go there this man being laying at this marketplace he was 38 years of age every year he'd go there and lay there had nobody to help him had nobody help him but I want you to know there's some help here today. There's some help for you tomorrow. You may be in a place where I ain't got no help. You got help and don't know it. Amen? You got all kinds of help. Listen. Woo, hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah, and Jesus comes to him. How many are glad one day Jesus came to you? There's no place in the Bible you find that this man had any faith at all. He didn't have no faith at all. But I tell you, God comes where there is no faith. God comes before there's a need. Whoo, glory to God. Acts 10, 38, and said he comes with compassion. When he sees a need, he's moved with compassion, and he comes. And I know it's without faith, it's impossible to please God. But he walks up to this man, been there for 38 years. He's got this story. He ain't got no help. But I want you to know when we were working at the church one time and the ambulance would go by screaming and everybody said, well, somebody's in trouble. Brother Plum said, yeah, but there goes help. I mean, you know, you may be in trouble. Hallelujah, and there may be a siren to come to help you, but there's a help on the way. Praise God, there's a help inside you. We need to stand up this morning in our spirit and put down every spirit that's contrary to the voice of the living God. We need to resist the devil and command him to leave from our lives. He's got no right there. Come on, be like Jesus said. You got no part in me. I don't have no place for you in my life. Glory to God. Jesus said, pick up your bed and go home. 
I want to say to you this morning, you got help available right here. This atmosphere is charged with the Holy Ghost. Your life is charged with the Holy Ghost. If it's not, you can get it. It's free. It's free. It don't cost anything. You'll everywhere you go. I went to buy some Peggy some tires on a car the other day, and he said, before I give you a quote, I'm going to tell you they've gone up 40%. Went somewhere yesterday to buy something. This person said, I'll tell you before you buy it now, it's done gone up. It doesn't matter, church. God supplies all of your needs according to his riches and glory. God is not going to see you famished in your soul and let you go lacking in things of God. Hallelujah. Picked up his bed and went home. Because the headship had spoken. He'd spoken to the mountain. And that mountain no longer, that obstacle was no longer hindering and holding him back. I believe Peggy saw 55% of teachers in Texas will not return to classroom this coming year. Stress is too much. Hard to deal with. We ought to be on our knees and crying to God to give them strength. I'm telling you, church, what Brother Ken is right. There, the church, there needs to be awakened not in the world but in the church. There needs to be awakening in my spirit and other people's spirit. Praise God. I mentioned Wednesday night what Brother Randy said. What was it? 10,000 churches are closing a year. No new ones are coming up. 50% or less adults attend church anymore. There's a need for a move of God in their lives. For a move of God in their lives. Praise God. The centurion, he, wasn't not, he was not a Christian. He come to Jesus and said, my servant is homesick. Jesus said, I'll come heal him. I'll come heal him. I mean, you know, that's right, he, he's right here in your midst today to heal any part of your body, to heal your mind, heal your finances, to heal your future. He's here. I mean, he's here. He said, I'll come. I feel in my spirit, said, the Lord said, I'll come. I'll, I'll, I'll come. He said, I'm not worthy for you to come. He said, well, you'll just speak a word. He said, well, then go home. Go home. It's all is done. That's the kind of God that we have. That's the kind of God that he's working with us, in us, and for us. The wonderful blessings of God. Jairus came and said, um, my, my, my daughter's sick. She's dying. And here comes the woman with the issue of blood. And she run in behind Jesus and touched the hem of his garment. She said, he said, somebody touch me. The disciples said, oh, everybody's touching you. Church, everybody's trying to touch God, but everybody's not touching Jesus. They may be touching Jesus, but there's nothing virtue, power flowing out. I believe it's time for us to get past some of the things that we've been holding on to and let God come to release himself into our system and get rid of these things that should not be there and set us free. Set us free. Most everybody got their pet pews. One of our number one person that worked it was over all of us at the highway department. He said, I got my pet peas. If you ever dealt with them, you know what they was. But God wants to release you this morning. Praise God. Now, I want you to just think about that. Now, Jairus' faith probably begin to fall right now. It's been hindered. 
Here comes another runner. said, don't bother the master. Are y'all with me? The devil said, don't bother. It's no use. Your friends will say, don't bother. It's no use. But they have not met the one that has all power in heaven and earth. They have not met the chief cornerstone. They have not met the headstone. Hallelujah. And Jesus turned around and said, be not afraid. They said, but he's dead. He said, be not afraid. I'm a coming. I mean, you know, be, don't be afraid. He's a coming. Don't be afraid. It may be some hindrance. It may be some delay, but don't be afraid. He's a coming. Your victory has already been bought and paid for. It's coming into your life and releasing you to be what God has called you to be. He says, I'm coming. I'm coming. Hallelujah. We're going to close, skip over some of this, and the praise team going to come right back up. Before they come, I want us to minister to the Lord this morning. Minister to the Lord. First Samuel chapter 3. Samuel was a child. A child. Israel was in a spiritual famine. The leaders of the house of God, the high priest, was committing fornication, all sorts of types of evil. They was in a desperate situation. The high priest, Eli, he was blind, and he turned a deaf ear to what was going on. But this young child, the Bible said, ministered, Unto the Lord. Nobody was hearing the voice of God. But this one child was ministering unto the Lord. Now, I want to encourage you to start today. Spend at least some time every day. Set aside and you minister to the Lord. Okay? As he ministered to the Lord, the Lord spoke to him four times, this child. I'm about to fall down. I don't know what's going on here. Maybe I just ought to turn loose. Four times he spoke to this child. This child will be used to turn the nation around. First Samuel, second Samuel. He created the schools of the prophets. God God can speak to you if you listen. Let me back off of that. God is speaking to you, but you're not hearing. I hope I'm not being too bold. Because you're so busy with activities. You're so busy with Martha. You're so busy with the world affairs and things. You really don't have time to hear what it is. You've got, you can't be like a Samuel, a child. The Bible said a child shall lead them. He said, speak, speak. How, how many would you say right now when you hear the voice of God, drop what you're doing. You said, I don't know. It's the voice of the Lord or not. Try the Spirit to see if it be of God. Quit what you're doing. Amen. And say, Lord, your servant is listening. All seven churches, he said, he that have ears to hear, let him hear. Sometimes you, you feel the presence of God, but you keep on doing what you keep on doing. and He, 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 just, you, he can't get through to you. Hallelujah. In the book of Chronicles, Solomon had built the temple. It was a magnificent, beautiful 
facility built exactly the way God said build it. Everything was in its particular place. Nothing was out of place. You ought to read about the thousands of goats and, and all those things he sacrificed and all the blood that was shed. But nothing happened. Nothing happened. But the Scripture said when they started ministering to the Lord, they started singing and praising and worshiping God. Oh, God. He said, I can't take this. I got to go down. He come down in the glory. You find it in the book of Chronicles. The glory and the fire of God filled it. How many ready for the glory of God to fill your temple? And the fire of God to fill your temple. Get your hands up. Get your mouth open and start praising. Give him a little silent time. Amen. How many gives him some silent time every day? You just sit and give him a little time every day. In closing, as they get ready to come, we're going to minister to the Lord. We have to learn how to minister to the Lord. And the Bible said in Acts 13, as, as they ministered unto God, the Holy Ghost began to talk. How many want the Holy Ghost to talk to you? You, you really want him to talk to you. And then as they praise and worship, glory to God. How many know this is not a praise and worship team? I pray over them. I say, I say God, make it the greatest praise and worship team this world has ever seen, but I'm quitting quit doing that. I'm going to start praying over us that we get involved in praise and worship. And right where you are, you praise and worship, the Holy Ghost can speak to your life. The glory and the fire of God can come in your life. It says, as God wasn't impressed with the building. He wasn't impressed with all the facilities. He wasn't impressed with all the sacrifices being made. Listen, God's God not really impressed with all of our, well, I'm making such sacrifices for God. He wants your heart to worship Him and praise Him. And then He'll open the floodgates of heaven and pour you out blessings you're not able to receive. So I want to encourage us this morning to really get involved in ministering to the Lord this morning and just watch him show up. i give you three examples. When they ministered unto the Lord, what happened in their lives? Their life was tremendously changed when they ministered to the Lord. God bless them as they come and sing. And they, yes. We're going to sing Praise with the them. Lord. How many going to sing with them? Hallelujah. Jerubbabel was some difficult, hard times. If you read all that story, he was in difficult, hard times. But oh, I tell you, when he got that word from the Lord, Hallelujah. I mean, believe God is in this place this morning. He's shouting grace. He's shouting Thank grace. You, Jesus. He's shouting the favor of God. He's shouting the favor Thank over you, you praise God. He's shouting angels over you, praise God. He's sweeping like a rushing mighty wind into our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To set us free from the things. God bless. As we sing and minister to the Lord. Praise God. Praise God.